Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Consummation San. Me, Atreya. And today we are going to be doing the second day of Nightmares Before Christmas. Now, on the second day of the Nightmares Before Christmas, my true love gave to me two highly suspect disappearances. Now, in the spe- Wait, how do you give a disappearance to somebody as a present? Hmm? How do you give a disappearance to somebody as a present? Yeah, well, these aren't presents. Well, you just said my true love gave to me. How do you give somebody a disappearance? So she gave me the story of oh, two highly well, then, suspect disappearances. Well, then you should have clarified that she gave you the story of the two disappearances. Which, by the way, it sounds like a cheap-ass Christmas present to me. Right, okay, fine. Well, just try I want a Pokemon toaster. Educate people. I mean, fine, fair enough. Well. All right, go on then. Sorry, do continue. So, in the space of three months, two men went missing in Naples, Florida, after being arrested by the same police officer, Steve Calkins. So. He did it. Yeah, he fucking murdered him. Uh, <laughs> on that bombshell. This has been. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's not that clear cut. It fucking is. He did it. Don't give a shit. Not even. It's not even up for debate. This. Uh, Felipe Santos was the first person that went missing, but unfortunately, as he was an undocumented worker with very little attention, was paid to his disappearance by the authorities. Now, Felipe had been living in the US for three years. He was picking up work wherever he could, and he would send money back to his family in Mexico. On the 13th of October 2003, he got into a minor car accident while driving to work with his two brothers. Calkins was the responding officer, and he cited Felipe for driving without documentation and reckless driving. Calkin put him into his police car, and as he drove off, that was the last anyone would see of Felipe. Now, later that day, Felipe's boss contacted the county jail to post his bail, because he must have been a really nice guy. Uh, But he was told that Felipe hadn't actually been arrested or booked into jail. Now, when Calkins was questioned about this... He claimed that he had a sudden change of mind about the arrest because Felipe was polite and cooperative with him when he was questioned and he just drops him off at the Circle K petrol station. Okay, firstly, as Bill and Ted said once, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And two, Ted Bundy was polite as shit. I would just let him go. Be fine. Just let him go. Look at him. He's got a cast and everything. God love him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no! Yeah. So I didn't know. it's interesting to note that the other driver in the incident commented that Cal King stated that he was tired of pulling over people that didn't have licenses and he seemed agitated about Felipe's lack of documents. I'm so sick of pulling over people that haven't got licenses, fucking uninsured hooligans. Uh, you know what it is? I'm so sick of it. Just go. Just go. I'm not even going to pull you out. Just go. Forget about it. 
anyone would think it was my job to record this as a police <laughs> officer to be recording driving, reckless driving and driving without insurance. Anybody would think it's all down to me. I have to report this. Fuck it. No, he's a really nice guy. I'm letting him go. <laughs> this guy's a terrible cop. <laughs> yeah, it gets worse. Uh, so... <laughs> Fast forward three months, and in January on the 12th in 2004, Terence Williams went missing after being pulled over by Kel Sabreeze, Colkins. Now, again, Terence didn't have documents for the car that he was driving. He didn't have a driving license because he lost it after a DUI, and the registration was also expired on the car he was driving. Now, on the night of his disappearance, Terence was invited to a co-worker's party, and he couldn't get a lift, and rather than leave this co-worker disappointed that he couldn't turn up, he decided to risk it and drive the car, even though he had no licence and it was uninsured. Not trying to victim blame, not pointing fingers here, but this is the reason that he was pulled over by Calkins. Uh, I mean, they're called taxis, friends, family, favours. Yeah. Uh, but... On the 13th, when Terence hadn't come back home, his roommate, Jason Gonzalez, contacted his mother, Marcia, and expressed his concern. He was reported missing, and later his aunt tracked down the car that had been towed from outside a cemetery. And Kelsapreeze, again, the tow report was signed off by Officer Calkins. Now, Marcia went to the cemetery and asked workers if they'd seen anything of the night of Terence's disappearance. And amazingly, they had. Workers had seen Calkins pull over Terence, pat him down and place him into the back of his car. Now, Calkins then approached the workers and asked if he could put the car in the car park while he dealt with Terence and went and booked him, etc., but Calkins was seen returning between 15 minutes to an hour later. A little bit of a window. Between 15 minutes and an hour? Yeah. But he was seen He was seen to move the car next to the side of the road so it would get towed. So he had the excuse of moving it there and call out the tow people and that's why he signed off on it. And the keys were found on the floor next to the car. As if someone had just put them there to be found rather easily. Uh, so when Calkins was faced with these Whitman statements, he said he had no memory of making any arrests or having any cars towed on the night in question. And he never filed a report about the incident. After I didn't request any cars were towed. I didn't even pull anybody over. In fact, the people that were going speeding and that didn't have licenses i flat out said to them you just go i can't be asked so i didn't do nothing police work such a nice guy there's too many nice people in this city <laughs> like i cannot believe they would be breaking laws never <laughs> uh so a few days later calkins was pressed to file a report after the incident and he amazingly started to recall some incidents about this situation he reported at 12.15 he noticed twelve fifteen a.m. He noticed that Terence was driving in distress and pulled him over. Hey. Seriously, look, he's... Define driving in distress. Yeah. I... 
Either that or he was just like like ugly crying behind the wheel. I just, <laughs> just, uh, don't know. I mean, I think you'll find Calkins is not a good cop or a good liar in any of these. Uh, he reported, yeah. so he, he pulled him over and Terence asked for a ride to the, can you guess? Circle K. Uh, Did they have some really fucking good deals on? Because if the Circle K is like, I've never shopped there before because obviously we don't have it over here. But if it's anything like the the Aldi Middle Isle, like it's no wonder everyone's there. Yeah. So one place in the world I want to be right now is the Circle K. Take me there, officer. Yeah. So apparently, Calkin stated that he asked to be drove there as Terence was late for work, but Terence didn't work at a Circle K. But you know, after driving <laughs> to the petrol station, Terence told Calkins that the car's registration was in the glove box. And Calkins drove back to the abandoned car after dropping Terence off. Now, I'm not a police officer, but surely when you're pulling someone over at the side of the road, I think we've seen cops and fucking all them reality shows, and so you ask, can I see your registration? Can I see your driver's license at the side of the road? You don't go, you know what, mate? I'll take you to work. But well, then when we get there, I need all your details. Oh, the, oh, you've not got them? Oh, I'll drive right back. You just stay here. So you stay here. You've got a trusting <laughs> face and you've been very polite with me. So I trust you. So He's not a very good cop or a very good liar or a very good human being by the sounds of things. Yeah. And then when Calkins went back to the car, there were no documents there. So <gasps> he claimed... He thought he was being taken for a ride and he rang the Circle K from his official police phone asking to speak to Terence. But he was told that he, Terence didn't work there. Now... Do you think maybe his Terence did work there, but his boss was like, Terry, I've got the fuzz on the phone for you. Tell him I don't work here. Sorry, officer, he doesn't work here. <laughs> That would be an that would be a perfect excuse and I could get on board with that. But unfortunately, Calkin's official police phone never actually showed any of these phone calls being made. There was no witnesses found to him dropping him off outside a petrol station, and CCTV never showed him pulling up at this Circle K. So think he may be a liar. This guy's a terrible criminal. He, he, he is. Now, Calkins, I'd say thankfully, was fired for providing conflicting information about mo- both missing person cases and not cooperating with the investigation. But unfortunately, no criminal charges were ever raised against him. How? I don't know. He was actually sued by Terence's mother, Marcia, but there was a lack of evidence that could be found to get any good result for her and the suit was dropped, which is really weird because I think there's enough evidence here to go, you fucking did it, mate. Just tell us why. I mean, like, surely... The lack of evidence is, 
I don't, I don't want to sound, I don't want to, don't want this to come out like dumb, but surely the lack of evidence is enough evidence. Like there's no video footage. Yeah. <laughs> there's no phone calls. So he's, the lack of evidence is evidence. He's clearly you know? lying about yes, what he's yeah. saying he's done. So yeah. surely that should open up doors to go, you're saying this, but this hasn't happened. So what has happened? But yes. unfortunately, with police in America, and this is going to be a sweeping statement, but fuck them, they're covered by the unions, and the unions always want them to be. In in nine out of ten cases like this, even though he was fired, even though police officers are fired for misconduct, they usually move to another city or another state and pick up another police job in there, even though they've got this hanging over their heads, because... The unions are so far. The, the the government's scared of the unions, in essence. Uh, but Calkins didn't. He moved out of state, and I actually believe he has now passed away, which, yeah, no one cares. Uh, Can't sue you, can he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he, he clearly had an agenda with these people, undocumented workers, and... These are the on, only two people that have actually made a splash in this. There's a, there is kind of a theory that he actually took them for what is called a uh, moonlight tour, which is what a lot of uh, Canadian police did in the 80s and 90s with the indigenous people there, which is where they would pick up drunk Inuits or, or drunk indigenous Canadian people take them out into the backwaters, let them out of the car without a coat and make them walk back into town. Some of these people made it, some of these didn't. Now, Florida, very swampy, very alligatory. Maybe he took them out into the swamps, let them go, and they never made it back. So, yeah. Uh, do you think he would I'm just think I'm just like covering all angles like if I was a corrupt cop and I had an issue with like undocumented peoples and I was like I'm going to wipe them off the map I wouldn't want to roll that dice about taking them into the like desert and just going I don't think they'll make it back but Maybe they will. And then if they do, then they're going to go, she lied about everything that she said. And then I'll be caught out. And then, oh, that's a bit, that sucks. So. Would he really take that risk? See, now, this is the reason why it was done in Canada with Indigenous people, because they're not believed. They're the. Not the working mm. class, they're lower than the working class of society. Now, uh, Felipe was an undocumented worker from Mexico, so there's his status. And Terence Williams was a black man who had a DUI to his name. Who are they going to believe? A police officer or? I know, but did they did they ever find any bodies? No, no. They, 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 so... these, these cases are still recorded as disappearances. There's no homicide <sighs> investigation. I don't know. If it was me and I was a corrupt cop, I'd want to make sure that it was done and I would be, you know, feeding to the pigs or some, no pun intended, 
or uh, some shit like that, you know? Like, I don't know. I just wouldn't want to run the risk of them being, you know, making their way back or bodies being found. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Lead yeah anywhere back to me. That's the thing. All, all I'm saying is it's got echoes of them them cases. I think he just took them to the swamp, put a bullet in the back of the head and let an alligator eat them. Let the crocodiles do yeah, I, yeah, I don't really think he, he he cared for that. I don't think he really had the intelligence of knowing what a, a midnight tour was. I mm, just think yeah. he was okay. someone who didn't like people who were not on his level, his class level. He was just yeah. an absolute scumbag. And uh, he mm. murdered them two people without a shadow of a doubt. Quite clearly. Allegedly. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, <laughs> On that bombshell, this <laughs> has been the MO Podcast with me, Contemation Sam. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Bye. <laughs> the MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast.